Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Safety is an important element of any tabletop game especially in a horror-themed one. Content warnings for this Let's Play of Starhold are Violence Injury Death Darkness The Ocean Dark Water Loss Needles Fire and Body Horror Tara, you have just entered into your home sweet home on the iceberg colony, and you are surprised to see that standing before you is your mother. And she looks at you, and there is just this moment when her face goes just completely flat as she looks terrified. Uh, and she goes, Tara, what are you doing here? And as you run towards her and, and ask her where you're other mom is, she just looks at you, looks up at North and goes, oh no. Everybody get inside quick. I'll make sure everyone is through and, and you know, stay at the back and, and get that door closed. Uh, Juliet kind of hustles in right behind Six, kind of almost clinging to her uh, sleeve as she looks around and, oh, oh, and as soon as she sees uh, the governor, she's like, hey, governor, like I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I know I failed. I know I failed. I just, I, I mean, it, it wasn't my intention to. And she's just suddenly like blabbering and and blubbering, and like tears start coming down, and she looks like really kind of shaken. Miss Macy, you haven't failed at all. You, your job was to bring me to the governor, and you've done so. It's all right. I know, but I was supposed to make sure Tara was away. And please don't fire me. I really need this job. She kind of just like collapses onto one of the chairs and just sits there. Governor, what in the world is going on here? I could ask the same thing of you, North. Why the hell are you back here with my daughter? That is unfortunate, but she snuck back onto the ship after we dropped her off, and we went into the cryosleep, and I didn't find her until we came out of it. There are so many layers to that that I just don't have time to address right now, but you can bet your ass we're going to have a talk about it 
including you, young lady. And she looks down at you, Tara, and she just looks it is that governor mom look that you recognize where she will brook no arguments. She is mad. It would really be prudent, I think, for an explanation as to what these things are and what has happened in the colony. Where's mommy? Tara, I... She kind of looks up and looks at the rest of you. All right, fine. Uh, Follow me into the bedroom. And she kind of starts to gesture. And uh, as she does, you see these faces arrayed around her kind of watch her as she goes and... Uh, Tara, you recognize a couple of them. These are a handful of administration people, the person who runs the uh, communications station, somebody else who is the secretary. Um, and they're just all kind of sitting there with like eyes just huge in this kind of very dimly lit room as uh, Governor Lake leads you into what was previously just the master bedroom and now seems to be her kind of meeting room. And she kind of motions for all of you to come in and shuts the door behind you and looks at you, North, and says, I don't know what to tell you. It all went to hell pretty much almost as soon as you left. Okay, start there. What what happened? What started this? One of the researchers said that they found something. It was down in the, the seafloor, the drilling, when we were trying to open one of the thermal vents for extra energy. It, I don't know what it was. They said it was some kind of creature, uh, something that they've seen before, but in a different form. It, almost like a, a, a new evolution. They brought it on to the research base. And next I know, these things started showing up all over the base. It was hard to tell where they came from. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my wife would know more than I do. It's just been a mess. All right, take a breath. Where was the last place you saw her? Inka was down on the mining complex in research. She was uh, in charge of figuring out what the hell these things were. She said that they were something... Similar to something that they had been researching, but a new form, something native to this planet, I don't know. All I know is that one minute, everything was fine. I went to bed because it was, you know, just the end of the day. And when I woke up, these things were everywhere and a bunch of people were missing and everything started going wrong. So far, they've seemed to be fairly slow, not exactly docile, but... Have you seen what manner they seem to affect people? It's not these things, these sponges. There's there's something else. I don't know if it's another creature or if it's related. I can't tell. All I know is that people started going missing, one or two at a time. Uh, in the darkness, we thought maybe they just got lost. Maybe they were looking for someone or something that they needed and didn't know how to find their way back in the complex without the lights. But then I started seeing things, people that weren't quite right, figures that looked like people I knew, but I, I knew they couldn't be there because I'd just seen them in a room before or they had disappeared and hadn't come back. I shoot everyone here. <laughs> I, shoot, I shoot everyone in the room and then myself. Can I tell if she's if she's holding anything back or like does it seem like she's trying to to have that professional like I'm giving you information without giving you information? Yeah, you could roll get a feeling to okay. see if she's kind of hiding anything from you. It's an 8. So, with an 8 on get a feeling, you get to pick one from the list. Are they hiding anything important? You know your mom. You know 
generally what her face looks like, even though she's really, really good at poker and she's really good at bluffing. She's just not good at it with you. You can read her like a book and you can tell that she's definitely holding something back. There is something she's not telling you or something not quite right, but she's not being fully honest, not lying, but not being fully honest. Mom, you're telling half truths. You're doing that thing with your eye. I don't do... <clears throat> what? What? Okay, fine. It's not that I don't know what it is. It's just I was trying not to create a panic. Also, sometimes we have to keep secrets for reasons, usually legal, but it seems like my daughter doesn't want that to happen. So we found a creature on the seafloor that we found before in other places or something very quite similar to it. It's a, a colony animal. It's something that can form new animals as it essentially gathers together. But all it's supposed to be able to do is just create bigger creatures that can have these abilities. They, they can self-replicate. They can heal well. They can communicate. They can work really well as a group and camouflage themselves. And they have all these properties that could be really, really useful on a military, a pharmaceutical level, you name it. I don't know what went wrong. I'm being honest about that. This wasn't supposed to happen. I don't know what it is. I think I've just like practically melted up against the wall, like just stepped back from the group and I'm trying to stay out of view entirely. Where else have these things been found? And she kind of like rolls her eyes and you can see that she's this information is something she doesn't really want to give up, but she kind of takes a deep breath and she goes, there have been a couple of similar findings on other planets like this one. It's why Grannis was chosen. We thought if something could evolve like that in this system on planets like these, maybe it happened again. The other ones didn't have much abundance. They were hard to find and we kind of used up our resources. We took a shot in the dark and it paid off. I, I don't know. I don't know. These ones are different. Governor, Callista Gray, emissary from Arcadia. I wish we were meeting under better circumstances. Different how? The specifics you would have to ask my wife. I just know that these ones seem smarter. The other ones are just dumb colony animals. They don't have any kind of ability to do anything except react. When we found these ones, they seemed different somehow. I'm not a scientist. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you, but I'm going off of what my wife told me. It was promising, though. It was supposed to be something good. You say that there's an aspect to them of making something else. Have they made something to hunt for them? When we started seeing people disappear, these things showed up. They were small, I don't know, size of a watermelon. Like, uh, like a fish, if it could walk and was round and sturdy. And it had this mouth. When it opened its mouth, it... it just had these rows of teeth, and I saw it go straight at a metal wall and start to chew through it. You saw what happened to the elevator shaft, right? That was it. Those things destroyed the elevator shaft doors. And I saw them... I saw them drag away some people. Is there anyone else alive in this colony, aside from the people in this suite? I don't know. I, I think my wife... They were in the research station, uh... It has a lot of security. The likelihood is if anyone's alive, it would be my wife. She's a survivor. Then it is my opinion that a small group of us make our way there. If anyone is alive, we get them out, reconvene here, 
and then move as a group to the shuttle bus. How are we supposed to know that any of us can trust any of us if these things can turn into people? I think I can take care of that. Please elaborate. In short, if I focus enough, I can read your thoughts. Have you? I have not. Today. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that seems like an invasion of privacy. Oh, yes. Okay. And you're confident that you can suss all of us out? I'm fairly confident. And how far down is the research station? So it's almost at the seafloor. There's like um, probably a good 300, 400 foot drop from the research mining complex before you get to the actual bottom of the seafloor and the drill bit uh, and all that. Um, So it's kind of on a platform, uh, but it is significantly further down from the actual main colony than like where you currently are. All right. So we got to make our way down a staircase or an infested elevator shaft among a bunch of alien fauna that can turn invisible, turn into other people, manifest things that can chew through metal walls. We got to rely on the expertise of Mr. Q here to suss any of us out, which means if one of them takes the form of Mr. Q, we're all pretty well and truly fucked. Sure, I got nowhere to be today. (laughs) Who's going? I put my hand up. (laughs) You know I am. Mine goes up next. (laughs) I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, even as, like, he's saying that, like, the mom's just, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I believe that this is a situation where six could be useful, and unfortunately, she is contractually obligated to never leave my side, so it looks like you're stuck with me, Mr. Northwood. (laughs) Yeah, contracts aren't going to stop me from going down there anyways. I want to shoot some shit. Sounds good. All right. (laughs) What an elite, what a crack squad we formed for ourselves here. Oh, Lordy. All right, Jules, grab a knife. You get in here, too. (laughs) guys left Juliet out in the living room. She just kind of hears and opens the door. Uh, uh, Did somebody say my name? Uh, No, no. Oh, thank God. And she just closed the door. Um, I look down at my feet and I say, okay, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is really dangerous. I'll just go to my room and I'll leave and go to my room. (laughs) I close the door behind me. She just kind of watches you go and I can't believe you brought her back. I didn't choose to bring her back. She snuck back on the ship. Yes, I understand that. It's just, this is an important time for the colony, and I didn't want to be distracted. And now, I wasn't good at multitasking in the first place in the middle of a crisis. I don't know. Hey, she's a smart kid. I don't think you're giving her enough credit. She can take care of herself. He's right. She has proven to be resourceful and intelligent, and out of fairness... Juliet's mostly at fault. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing the intern under the bus. Yes. Uh. 100% at fault. She kind of shakes her head like, damn it, I knew I should have hired a different intern. All right, fine. If you're going to do this, I think you should do it sooner than later. The longer these things are allowed to run amok on my colony, the worse it's going to get. And to be fair, I I really want to know what happened to my wife. All right, we'll head back out there. We'll head for the stairs. You lock this place up tight behind us. Keep everyone in here safe. The rest of us, we're going out. Guns at the ready. If anything steps to you, you blast it. We know for sure now that these things are hostile and they are dangerous. I am not concerned about them. We're going down there. We're getting our people back. We're getting everybody out of here safely. 
Ready when you are. Lead the way, Mr. Northwood. Okay, I'll do my cool lock and load thing with the gun and then walk out the door. <laughs> and I think as you're heading out the door, Governor Lake pauses a second and says, North, wait, hold on. And she moves over to another figure that's huddled together with the rest and she pulls her over and you recognize a security chief of Alaska and she kind of motions to Velasca and you can see that she's injured. Something has happened and her entire leg, she's not able to put almost any weight on it. Uh, but she kind of sees you and kind of gives you a little bit of a salute and says, North. gum, chief. How's that leg doing? I've seen better days. It'll be fine. You want me to see what I can do about it? No, I, we've got... You know, she kind of gestures to uh, one of the people behind, and you recognize it's one of the scientists. You don't know their names, um, but... They, they don't matter. They don't matter. Uh, <laughs> they, We've got the people with smarts back there working on it. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Nameless scientist number 13. Yeah, that dude. As, as opposed to you, we have the people with smarts. <laughs> <laughs> um. She kind of brushes you off, and uh, Governor Lake looks at her and says, hey, they're heading down. Can you uh, – and Alaska kind of nods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see as she pulls out this key card that you recognize as, like, the key card for the entire colony. It's it's what she uses to get around, and she's the highest level of security here aside from the governor. And she kind of hands it to you very begrudgingly and kind of looks at you. She kind of holds on to it a little bit too long. It's like, you be careful down there, right, North? Careful as we can be walking into a death trap. All right. Kill a bunch of those sons of bitches for me, all right? Oh, gladly. Yeah. And then she kind of hobbles back over to the couch. Governor, could I ask you one final question, please? Of course, Mr. Q. Tell me something that only you and your wife know between each other. A nickname, a joke, something that's private. God. Okay. Fine. Come here. And she pulls you to the side and she kind of leans over and she says, if you meet my wife and you're not sure if it's my wife, just ask her what her nickname for me is. And that is? Cutie Patootie, okay? That's terrible. Hey, listen, you... (laughs) You're not wrong, but don't tell my wife that, all right? Fair. Thank you. We will hopefully be back soon. Stay safe. Don't let anyone in that isn't the group of us. Yeah, that's that's the plan. All right, you guys head out. Tara, what are you doing? You've headed towards your bedroom. Yeah, I think I'm probably just going through my toy chest and... Good to take a nap. <laughs> Sorting my Polly Pockets. Don't even joke about that because I had so many Polly Pockets. <laughs> like, and I played with them for far too long. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, thinking about how much it sucks that I can't do anything to help my mom. Just kidding. I am absolutely crawling through the vents already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> While they have been having this conversation, I'm on my way to the rescue. Okay. Uh, and I would absolutely love to use my move escape hatch. Okay, go ahead and roll it for me. Nine. All right, on a nine, you're going to leave something important behind. No. Um, I guess my smoke bombs. Sucks I didn't get to use them yet. Okay, so I'm going to say, yeah, you drop your smoke bombs. Uh, You're trying to, like, squeeze into the little (laughs) vent. go off. (laughs) (laughs) Fill the room. 
Uh, yeah, but they kind of fall out of your pocket as you're uh, scuttling into the vent and pulling it behind you. And you realize a little bit too late that you can't really go after them or else you're going to risk probably being caught. Um, but you're in the vent safely and uh, headed out. Where are you going? Uh, I am heading for the quickest path I know to get down to my mommy's laboratory. So I'll give you this because you've explored this place extensively. What you know about the colony is basically that um, you're currently on the second level and there's a few places through here. Uh, the elevator shaft that connects the levels of the upper colony are not the same as the elevator shaft that connects uh, the colony to the mine complex. Um, so you will need to get from level two to level three and find what is essentially the uh, mining complex access elevator. Um, and you know from a, for a fact that this access elevator is both like an internal elevator that goes down as well as like there's some external parts to it that if you were to get outside of the colony, you could also access depending on what route you wanted to go. Well, the stairs seemed like they were a pretty easy way to get to the second level. So I'm probably just taking the vents to the to the hallway where the uh, stairwell to go down to the third level is. Uh, and I'll say since you're kind of backtracking, it's it's basically the same. So you don't really have to worry too much. You see that it's just all those things kind of covering the roof. And you get to the third or not the third. You get to the staircase um, and enter and start to head downstairs. And immediately, one of the first things that you notice as you're kind of rounding this spiral heading downwards is that it was dark and there were a couple of these sponges up on the first level and on the second. But the closer you get to the bottom, there seems to be more and more of them kind of clinging to the walls. These ones aren't quite as healthy as the ones in the elevator shaft, but they definitely look pretty vital. Yeah, but you you don't like have any trouble getting down the stairs itself. You can just see that this is happening. What do you do? Yeah, I think I'm just trying to make my way then without touching any of these things or getting getting near them. But if I have a clear path, then I'd probably just be taking it and being very, very, very careful to avoid waking anything up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you get to this bottom kind of final level, and you're too short to see out the porthole, um, so you don't really know what's on the other side of this door. Do you just want to open it up, or did you want to try and maybe suss out what's happening? Can I, like, put my fingertips on the lip of the windowsill and, like, jump over and over again to try and, like, see through? <laughs> yeah, I will say you can try and do that, uh... Go ahead and roll a act under fire for me. Huh, nope, five. Oh, all right. So uh, as you kind of have your fingers gripped up on the lip of this window and you're jump, 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 like trying to get any kind of vision outside of it, uh, you inadvertently body bump the bar that opens the door. And in an instant, this thing slams open. Just uh, metal against metal um, and a couple of very sick, squishy sounding pops as it hits a few of these things on the wall. Uh, and you are immediately aware of the fact that you have made a lot of noise in a very quiet space. Just as things seem to kind of quiet down and the echo goes down, you hear in the distance the faint sound of something wet 
smacking against the floor over and over. That does level me up, though. (laughs) Yay! What do you take? Do you know? I am going to take the move Rat's Nest. Okay. So you've learned to put things away for a rainy day. When you need a small item quickly, roll plus head. On a 10 plus, you have it on your person. On a 7 to 9, you have it but not on you. I love that move. Okay, yeah. So you hear the sound of this kind of flop, flop, wet noise happening in the distance. What do you do? What's the lighting situation here? It's that emergency lighting, same as above, but unlike the last two levels that you've been on where the floor was mostly clear, you can see down here that these sponges have moved down the wall and that emergency lighting in some places is almost completely covered by them. Oh no. Okay, um, how much further is it? So you know from where you currently are, the mining complex access elevator is about halfway from here to the other side of the colony. Uh, you've never really gone down there because it uh, usually requires some kind of key card. Um, but you do know that there are ways to get around that because, you know, that's your specialty. Can I roll my new move that I just got to try and... Uh, see if I happened to remember to grab my little pocket flashlight from my toy chest? Absolutely, you can. Go ahead. That's an eight. And on a mixed success, I have it, but not on me. Okay. So you've explored this place enough to kind of have a sense of, you know, where things are. And sometimes you even stash things. Uh, So on the third floor you know that there is a room around here. It's a maintenance room. It's where the, the the janitors and the general maintenance for the colony kind of keep some items. And you know that if there's a flashlight on this level at all, it's going to be in there. And it's not too far away, um, probably down one of these side halls and a little bit up. Is that the direction I'm hearing the slapping noise coming from or the other way? It is. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I got to be able to see. Uh, I'm just going to start making my way there, but trying to be very, very quiet. Okay. So there's two ways that you can go. You can either take this little kind of corner and go around, and that'll lead straight to it. Or you can try and go down the hall further and then kind of maybe go around this noise. Um, Either way, I'm going to have you roll a keep your head down, but just for flavor, tell me which yeah. direction you're trying to approach it from. If I can tell that there's a way to get there without going the direction I'm hearing the noise coming from, then that's probably the way that I would try to sneak. Yeah, I will say for clarity that the noise is coming from that hallway in general, so you don't really know where it is in that hall, but that, that there is a way that you think maybe you could kind of get around it. Right. I think I will try that. Okay, so go ahead and roll keep your head down for me. That's a 13. Oh, wow. All right. Just for a moment, you are almost as invisible as those sponges had been in the elevator shaft. Um, you just slip through this hallway, uh, silent as a shadow. Uh, and as you kind of go around the corner, you kind of take a moment and lean around. And as you do, what you see is that down by the side that you would have gone if you had just gone straight to the left, there's two strange-looking creatures just kind of walking in circles, sniffing around, almost like dogs. It's hard to tell in this lighting 
what they look like aside from the fact that they're kind of a small dog's worth. But you are able to kind of get around that corner and they don't seem to have noticed you yet. And about 10 feet away from you is the access to the maintenance uh, room. Based off of your previous role, I'm going to say that you can just find it. So you head into the maintenance room and you immediately kind of understand, okay, I know where the flashlight's going to be. And you go and kind of pick up this kit and you find yourself a small little like kind of mag light, something that is not particularly strong, but it'll do you in a pinch. And with that, you know that you're probably going to be able to kind of find your way to the mining complex access and find a way down if you need to. Can I get there without alerting these creatures? Uh, if you go back the way that you came, I would say that you can probably do so, as long as you're not trying to, like, go past them. You said they're th- about the size of small dogs. Do I think I could jump over them? Yeah, I would say you think you could. No, if it's if it's not going to save me a whole lot of time, yeah, I think I would just double back around then. Okay. She's She's like... Yeah, you could go through the vents and not have to encounter them at all. And you're like, what if I jump over the death dogs? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking I about guess. time. I've been hopscotching <laughs> all day. Um, yeah, so I would say if you want to go back the way that you came, it's going to cost you a little bit of time. Not a whole lot, but it's going to be safer than just trying to like get past these dogs. So it's up to you. Yeah, I'll I'll go back around. Don't know why I'm calling them dogs, but yes. <laughs> And so you kind of go back around, and now that you have the flashlight, you can see better. Uh, these sponges are everywhere. Um, they are coating the walls. They are on the ceiling. You can see this goop all over the floor, and it's it's kind of difficult for you to get around it, but you're managing. Um, and you finally kind of make your way to what is essentially the mining access elevator, which is, in fact, not really just an elevator, but it's a room. So there's this kind of big square room, and at the center of it is this kind of steel cage. Um, and you know that this steel cage is what goes all the way down to the uh, kind of the mining complex where the research center is. There's also a couple of what you see as indentations in the floor. Um, and these indentations, you know, from kind of looking at maps and figuring out what everything is here are ways to get outside of the shaft. You can actually put on a dive suit, which are in these like niches around the perimeter, um, enter into one of these kind of airlocks and then go outside. So you have a couple of options here of how you want to try and get down. And I will say, by the way, it's still pitch black. There is no power that you know of, but you think there might be a way for any of these to work. I think I would just try and take the most straightforward path. So um, can I get into this room or do I still have to find a way in? So you can get into the room. Um, The thing is that you need a key card to access the elevator, Mm -hmm. um, which could be something that you try to find. Or the move user repair and advanced item can be kind of used to try and break into things. Yeah, uh, I don't think I have a key card on me, so... There's a way I can try and mess with the access to the elevator to get it to work. I would probably try to do that. Okay. So uh, you can walk up to this elevator, and as you do, you can kind of see the panel. Um, and underneath the panel, there is a uh, essentially kind of locked area that if you break into it, will let you access kind of the raw computer wires and stuff. It's very kind of old school because that just tends to be a little bit more hardy than some of the more newer computer stuff. So if you want to roll use or uh, repair an advanced item for that, go ahead. 
Sure, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh boy. That's I'm going to I'm going to touch the microchips and <laughs> yeah. fizzle the wires. Listen, and, it's, uh, it's sci-fiction. So not fact. Jimmy that ram. So I rolled yeah. I rolled <laughs> So I rolled a three, and with my negative one oh. tech, that puts me at a, a shiny two. Good. You definitely know what you're doing. All right. So as you're fiddling with this panel, you hear something spark as the emergency electricity that powers it so that people don't get completely trapped uh, connects with something in this panel. And there is a moment when you feel elation as the elevator itself kicks into gear and you hear the rattle of it as it starts to move upwards towards the metal grate where it will appear. And you kind of turn around in excitedness. And as you do so, you see the uh, elevator itself it's a kind of a square metal box that kind of rattles up into place with a final metallic shake and bang. And then there's a moment of silence. And just as you're kind of getting really excited and happy, the elevator doors open and you see a human figure standing in the elevator shaft. And it turns and locks eyes on you and then opens its mouth to these needle-like teeth. North? Mr. Q and Ambassador Gray, what are you guys doing? Running cautiously down the stairs. Okay. Are you actually running down the stairs cautiously? Emphasis on cautiously, uh-huh. I feel. I feel like we're not, we're probably not quite double time in it, but mm-hmm. like one and a half time in it, 1.75 time in it, maybe. Okay. Can I ask who's in the lead? Me. All right. So, uh, our lovely volunteer, can you please roll act under fire? Cause Sorry, this... I mean task. No, I can <laughs> Seven. All right. So I'm going to give you a couple of choices. You can get down no problem, but it's going to be noisy. Uh, you can stumble down a couple of stairs, and I'm going to say that you take a stress. Uh, not going to take any harm. You've got some pretty decent abilities on you, but you're going to take a, cu- a stress. Or you can get down the stairs fine, but someone behind you is going to have a little bit of trouble and they're going to trip and they might take a harm. It's going to be noisy. Uh, Yeah, you guys are just kind of double timing it down these stairs cautiously. Um, But the sound of your boots on the metal is just clang, 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 clang all the way down. And it's just reverberating. Even with the sponges, it's still echoing around. And you get to the bottom and the first thing you notice is that the door is open and it seems to be stuck to these like squished sponges against the wall. And the second thing you notice is that there are two small creatures that are sniffing around and immediately seem to notice you as you get to the bottom of these staircases. Bye. I'm just going to shoot one of them with the big fucking gun. All right. Yes. Go ahead and roll inflict harm for me. Ten. Awesome. Okay, so you get to choose an additional effect. Uh, What additional effect would you like to have inflicted upon uh, one of these creatures? And I will say you need to pick one because it's, you know, one or the other. Uh, I think I'm going to not suffer any stress. Okay. 
I think I'm so laser focused on this. I just it doesn't even affect me. I just want to kill this thing. Yeah, I'll say that that's what you do. This thing. Uh, how much harm does your gun do? Uh, big gun do two harm, bright and brutal. All right, two harm, bright and brutal. I'm gonna say so. This thing looks just devastated. It's still kind of kicking, but you've taken out a chunk of the side. Um, but as soon as you do so, the second one kind of just hurls itself towards the group. Um, but you don't take a stress and you don't take any harm. Uh, so you're, you're doing pretty fantastic right now. But this thing immediately just kind of goes and it kind of avoids you because of like, just you're the thing that just exploded the one next to you and goes for, uh, Mr. Q. This thing is heading straight towards you. Well, I'd better try to shoot it. All right. Go ahead and roll inflict harm for me, please. Nine. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, this thing is headed straight for you. You kind of try and get this shot off and you manage to get a good, like, burn down its side as you hit it and graze it pretty deeply, but it immediately attaches onto your leg. Um, you're going to take a stress just automatically for, you know, doing inflict harm. And you're also going to take one harm chemical armor defeating as this acid bite sinks into your leg. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's just got kind of got a vice grip on you. Ambassador Gray, what are you doing while this is happening? I'm pretty sure uh, Six is going to try to see if she can uh, sharpshoot that little creature off of Mr. Q's leg. Um, I don't know what I roll plus. Uh, it's going to be, it's always going to be your stats. Any NPC connected to a playbook, like the ally bodyguard, is always going to be based off of your stats alone. Superb. All right, let's try it. Oh, I had no business to roll that well, but that was a 10. Nice. All right. Uh, what does six do in addition? What's the uh, the bonus outcomes? I'm pretty sure it's just, it's a really, really clean shot. Um, she's going to inflict extra harm. Okay, what was their light weapon that you chose for six? I chose the plasma pistol. Okay. So it's uh, one harm, so I guess two. All right. So uh, very similarly, just like North, you see this thing's kind of uh, almost like a chunk of its head explodes off and takes part of it, uh, part of its teeth with it. Um, But it's still going. There's something about it that just doesn't seem to care that half its brain has been blown out. Um, But it is definitely significantly injured. Uh, North, what about you? What do you want to do now that you've momentarily maimed one and there's another kind of going after your friend? I think I need a little bit more precision to remove this creature from Mr. Q's leg. So I'm going to sling the very big gun over my back Uh, And I'm going to pull out my best girl, Cecilia, my electric whip. Nice. Yes. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, my God. And I am going to just try and cleft that thing with it. All righty. Go for it. And don't forget, you get that plus one to your hand roll for using your named weapon. That's so good because I rolled a four plus two a hand, but I get my plus one. So that gets me up to the seven. Nice. I really wanted you to just whip his leg off. (laughs) Cecilia, why? Why have you done this to me? You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're going to inflict harm. What does your whip do? Uh, Just one. Just one? Okay. Plus stun. Uh, All right. So take a stress, please. Because 
combat is stressful and you're going to open yourself up to harm. So I'm going to say what happens is because you've turned your back on this one that you shot in the doorway, you thought it was uh, down for the count, but it turns out that immediately there's something about it that's starting to like grow back and fill in the space that has been blown away. Um, and it just launches itself towards your uh, towards your back and kind of latches itself on with these uh, really kind of sharp razor needle-like teeth. So you're going to take one harm chemical armor defeating as it sinks into the back of your calf. Um, but you do see as your whip kind of comes forward and just slices that thing down the middle. And uh, there's just this moment where it kind of is electrified and shocked and falls off of Mr. Q's leg and doesn't move anymore. All right, Mr. Q, what about you? Um, Yeah, I guess uh, if I am freed from this one and I see the other one coming up on north, I, I'll take a shot at it. Go ahead and roll for that, please. Nine. Uh, kind of the same thing here. I'm going to say that you're able to destroy the one that has latched itself onto north. Go ahead and mark a stress. Um, but in doing so, you kind of feel as these needles that have broken off the mouth of the one that latched into your leg start to sink in deeper. Um, and there is this burning sensation as it pierces the muscle of your leg. So go ahead and take one harm chemical armor defeating. Okay. Um, but with that, these things are down and they do not move anymore. Well, those weren't so tough. I disagree. This burns quite a lot. You all seem to acquit yourselves quite well. Uh, I would like to go take a look at Mr. Q's leg. See, one, if I think that this has had any, like, secondary effect. Like, if this has anything to do with how they turn into people. And two, just see if I can patch it up to give him some first aid. Okay. Um, so let's address both of those in order. So if you want to kind of see if this has some kind of effect on him, you can roll, uh, I'll have you roll survey the scene for this, um, just to kind of get a sense of what's going on. Nine. All right. So what's your one question? Would I know anything that's related to this? Yeah. Um, I would say that you've seen some really weird wounds in your time, uh, certainly different kinds of poisons. Um, you can see just based off of the almost bluishness uh, around the wound that this certainly has somehow affected him, but it doesn't look like it's it doesn't look like anything's happening around it that's unusual, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, that that's unexpected. Yes. It doesn't okay. look like he's suddenly, you know, growing an extra limb. But it sure does look like an acid bite. It does definitely look like an acid bite. And you can see that there are still a couple of like the ends of these teeth that have broken off that are sticking out of his leg. Can I try to make it better? Yes, you certainly can. Uh, that is an eight. Okay. So you get to heal one harm, Mr. Q. I'll take it. But with this, those things are dead and your pathway is clear. It is very dark down here. The walls seem to be covered in those sponges. The emergency lighting that was lighting your way upstairs is spotty at best. Um, but you guys have flashlights, so it's not a big deal. Um, and you can kind of see your way through down this hallway towards what you know is the mining shaft access elevator. Yeah, I think we just keep pressing on. Okay. Um, and it's about this time, I would say, as you are approaching the doors that, uh, Tara, you have turned around to face the elevator that you did not expect to actually work and come up. 
and are suddenly face to face with this humanoid figure that looks very strange. It's kind of almost, it's human, but its skin is a bluish and it looks almost wet, like it's been underwater. And it looks at you and locks eyes. And as it does, it opens its mouth and there's just this maw full of needle-like teeth. What do you do? I take out my pocket knife and I charge it. Just kidding. No, I take I take out. <laughs> I do take out my my pocket knife. I think I just. Um, I think I had it in my hand because I was probably using it to like pry open the access panel to the electrical bits and stuff. And so when it opens up and I see this thing standing there, I think I just start screaming and like backpedaling towards the door. And it's about as you guys are approaching the door, you just hear this high pitched scream. Um, and you immediately go to open it. And as you do, you see in front of you, shining in the light of your flashlights, Tara screaming and backpedaling away from this open elevator door. Uh, and on the other side is a figure. Um, but Tara kind of wheels around as soon as the door opens and sees you and starts screaming. How on earth did you get down here? Yeah, when I when I hear his voice, I just I turn around and see him and I don't recognize him at first and then i just scream in his direction as well can i see the figure that's beyond her in the elevator you do and as it stares back at you it kind of sways and looks between the group and then its mouth gets wider and these needle teeth start dripping in the light of your flashlight and it hisses and lunges straight for you Starhold, you play as a group of spacers struggling on the fringes of the last great frontier, scraping by in a cold universe. Out here, even the smallest mistake can mean extinction, and help is a long, long way away. To find out more and get your copy, visit StarholdRPG.com. You can also find Starhold on Twitter at StarholdRPG. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.